we've heard about IoT for a while now, um, but I think it was in its infancy. Um, what's happening at the moment is do we, um, it's becoming more talked about and organisations are wondering how um, technology like Ben's going to um, showcase, how that can integrate with um, software such as Myosh. So um, it is happening and um, it, integration is quite simple. It's usually done on a case by case basis, but basically two different systems can talk to each other. So Ben will explain that at the end. MaxMine is a mining technology service provider that captures, processes and analyzes vast amounts of data in order to optimize performance and deliver significant productivity gains and cost savings to open pit mining operations. Harnesses the power of artificial intelligence, automated analytics, military grade sensor technology and human mining expertise to enhance mining productivity, integrating business improvement and operational analytics to drive operator behavior change to deliver tangible improvements to open pit mining operations. Now, Ben is the head of product development at MaxMine. MaxMine is a fleet optimization service targeting improvement in open pit operations, leveraging data at scale. He's also got a guest with him, Joe, but Joe's actually logged in as Ben, but he might have a, uh, something to say as well later. So over to you, Ben. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Sarah. Um, I might just, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't do a better in introduction to myself. Thank you very much for that. And, uh, and MaxMine as well. Joe, did you want to just like quickly chime in? I think your role in the company is like quite unique in a IoT um, provider space and just do a quick quick role of an implementation coach at MaxWine. Yeah, no problem, Ben. Um, yeah, so I'm basically with MaxWine, I'm rolling out the product on the site level. So we basically take our, take our uh, features and product development tools and we roll them out to the client and determine how the client uh, needs to solve their certain existing problems, move their current KPIs, um, ranging from anywhere productivity, um, safety improvements, could be even cost usage projects. So a business improvement background is um, where I've come from on this. So um, in a traditional sense, but now using a, a tech money tech company to actually deliver these uh, business improvement initiatives and uh, making visible the, the opportunities and gaps on site, so to speak. So yeah, that's the very short version. Over to you, Ben. Excellent, thanks, Joe. Um, yeah, and, and I was keen to get Joe to join us today because uh, he's um, actually on the site where um, this case study was was rolled out, and we've rolled this out this functionality out at a few sites. Um, but we kind of like have, have made it even better. So what I'm going to uh, take you through today is um, how we support um, uh, ship supervisors um, to ensure safety in open pit mining operators. I'm going to give you a real concrete example of the challenges of maintaining safety, particularly around ramp safety and why this is an unsolved problem in the industry um, until, until now and, and give you an appreciation for some of the challenges both technical and, and organizational to kind of like um, really kind of close the safety uh, risk gap there. Um, gonna take you through the recipe that we take. I think um, Sarah mentioned that, you know, we're seeing a lot more about IoT now. And I think that's because uh, in, in its infancy, it was really a solution looking for a problem. And now um, uh, the kind of like understanding about how we, how we kind of like repeatedly apply this um, and hopefully this kind of like gives you ideas about how you might be able to kind of take a similar approach in different areas as well. 
And then um, we'll get into the real world case study and demo that, um, that Joe can talk to as well. And we'll, we'll take everyone through, through that in, in a little bit of detail. So what we're talking about today is really Maximind safety, which is, which is all about kind of like safety functionality. But as Joe kind of mentioned, uh, we, we also help around productivity uplift in much the same way, as well as cost reductions. And, and we really do target all that load and haul fleet and anything that's kind of like moving around on, on the open pit. Maximind safety is both a black box recorder where we do incident replays and incident investigation reports and really dive into what happened on, a, on an incident to help with um, that ICAM style investigation and, and closing the loop there. But today we're going we're gonna to take a bit of a deep dive into our safety metrics that, that we use for operational monitoring. And um, when I met Sarah, I kind of like saw that instant connection between what we were doing and how that might be able to integrate with MyOSH. And we'll kind of like come back um, to that a little bit later. So what's the problem with ramps on mine sites? Um, basically, uh, um, you know, mining is basically creating a big hole in the ground. Um, and in order to do that, you, you must have a ramp to get these large machines down and, and move material out of the pit. Um, unlike uh, a, a typical um, road network where these ramps don't change, because of the evolution of the pit, the ramps keep getting deeper and longer and change quite dynamically on site. So you can't just take a static view of the world and, and expect that the system's going to keep um, monitoring things safely. So it's actually a reasonably complicated problem because the, the nature of the environment changes um, quite quickly. Also the nature of the machines that uh, are being used. So um, these uh, large haul trucks, uh, you know, have a uh, take a payload between one to 300 tons, um, have a, typically have an all up weight between two to 500 tons. They have massive engines, huge um, power stations basically running them. And um, they, they represent a, a huge capital expense as well as a large operational risk running 24, uh, 24 hours a day, um, day in, day out. And trucks descending down ramps, um, because they are so big and heavy, um, and with the way that the operations are set up, um, the braking systems in these, um, in these equipment are only uh, of, they can only do so much because gravity inevitably always wins. And so it's, it's, um, it's really important that when you're operating a, a machine like this, um, that you do keep the, the machine at all times within that safe operating envelope um, so, that, uh, so that you're able to kind of like keep the vehicle within a, uh, a safe control um, scope. So you always got um, uh, control over the, the vehicle at all times. We've seen, because we've um, monitored roughly 7 million hours of operations now, we've seen all sorts of um, uh, very risky, very, very high risk scenarios where trucks do um, get away from operators. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes when they do the wrong thing, um, sometimes not. And, uh, and, and it's really important to kind of keep that um, safe operating. Operationally, this is super hard to monitor because roads change quickly um, and ramps get longer as, as the mine site evolves. Joe, did you want to add anything else um, on the problem at this point? Uh, I think that's a good overview. I guess just the key point of like one of our um, nearby mines had a fatality recently. So the, I guess the level of severity of um, if these 
rules aren't followed or if it's not adhered to, it's um, yeah, that's the scale of, um, of the outcome that potentially happened in this case. Yeah, absolutely. And so typically um, sites put in place um, uh, these management controls in order to um, ensure safety. So there'll be a, a big upfront safety assessment and, and kind of reviewed as part of um, as the mine uh, evolves, but it, it kind of essentially relates to the mine engineering team assessing how the road designs are going to be lay out, laid out um, and what that means for truck safety. And, and then they basically define operational rules. Survey team needs to ensure that the roads are, are built to the mine plan, um, especially gradients, because um, a steeper decline um, will Im impact the, what operational rules are, um, are allowed. And, and then the training team needs to make sure that the operators are, are um, always keeping within truck limits and know what, what operations, um, what safe operations are. And then that assessment gets kicked over to operations and it typically looks something like when you're loaded, stay in second gear, when you're unloaded, stay in fifth gear. And that'll be written down in a traffic management plan that'll be communicated to, to the operators. But then when we go into an ongoing operational state, um, how do we know if we've got compliance? Uh, it's, it's really hard from there to kind of like say, yes, definitely all of my operators are, are staying within those operational rules at all times. And, and we're, we're maintaining a safe operation. The reason why um, this operational problem is super hard to solve is because um, there's there's a bunch of different aspects that are that are challenging in this space because you've got um, mobile mining equipment in deep pits in remote areas connectivity super hard um, as mentioned before and you, the environment changes the roads get deeper and longer and uh, you can't just kind of configure a system based on a, a geofence rule as the ramps kind of evolve it, it quickly gets out of date. I think another common theme in the in the mining sector is because the the sector is um, is so profitable. They they've had the dream of technology um, been sent through them uh, quite a lot, and so there's a there's an inherent skepticism about new technology um, being able to kind of solve this. And so so you really do need to demonstrate an ability to be able to solve this well. Data access on these machines. Um, it's very hard to, to know what gear the equipment is in, if that's the operational rule. And, and often that's really critical for making sure that the rules are fair for individuals that are, that are operating the machines. Um, and it's not something that OEMs like openly um, provide access for. And then I think the last thing that's always kind of like underestimated is the fact that, you know, a, a mine site operator um, is very remote, um, doesn't want another system beeping at them in the cab, uh, you know, uh, and you really got to like bake that in in a way that works with their um, their day to day operations. Other than the operator, the the mine supervisor tends to be a, a, a former operator that's been promoted into a people management role, and their their primary responsibility is safety and people, and then they've got the the secondary responsibility of like making sure productions. Um, happening and and uh, and working well, and um, that sounds pretty good on on face value. But given the the size of these typical sites, you know, some of these sites are twenty kilometers across, and and it's really hard to kind of um, stay across everything, especially when you're looking at having something like 20, 30, 40 um, operators reporting to you. Uh, it's really impossible to be across 
what every one of those per people is doing at any point in time. And so um, what we've really focused on doing is like um, creating a system that helps uh, helps manage across many of those aspects that have previously been unmeasurable. Cool, so I wanna change tack just quickly and, and, um, and just kind of go through like a, a, a common template of how we go about um, solving these types of problems. So we've, we've really focused um, through everything that we've done with MaxMine is focused on operational improvement through gamification. So the way we break that down is we, we set up metrics around um, trusted personalized information for every individual. We frame up all of those um, improvements as opportunities. So we're, we're focusing on um, a positive reinforcement um, wherever possible. And then the last um, element is closing the loop. So we re reward the positive behaviors um, as best as well as we can. And then I think with this, with this example, we, we really had to call out the extremes because supervisors just didn't have that kind of like uh, ability to see where the, where the really risky um, events were happening and, and take action in, in a timely fashion. So in terms of trusted personalized information, it's really about um, breaking down KPIs to uh, individuals about something that, that means something to them and they are able to influence with their behaviors. So we don't track truck drivers on how many tons they're moving because they might drive a smaller truck today um, and that's not really a fair KPI for them. So what we do is we kind of like always make it about something that they're in control of uh, affecting. We always frame up the opportunities as um, potential improvements and we give clear specific instructions about how to improve. Like giving all that extra context is, um, is, is critical for helping, um, helping people improve. And then the last one is closing the loop. So we make sure that we, wherever possible, reward and positively motivate uh, and, and make sure that it's a carrot more than a stick. And that tends to work on the top, um, uh, roughly two thirds of the, the cohort. There's a third that genuinely just wanna get better. The next third um, will uh, see that the first third get better and, and get called out for it. And then the last third, generally, um, there's always a bit of a bit of a challenge in kind of like getting that whole, whole cohort um, to improve. But um, once that kind of top two thirds is kind of taken on, um, and, and this kind of like last element is we try and use as sparingly as possible because we really want to make it a positive experience about um, working with the technology for, for safety and productivity outcomes. So now we're gonna, we're gonna jump into a real world example and, and take you through specifically how we do that for AMP. So um, coming back to that problem, we, we kind of talked about before, um, you know, big heavy trucks, it's very easy to um, let the truck get out of control and, and get, go, go a bit too fast. Um, and so the way we solve that is we, We've built a system that automatically identify ramps and does that with a high degree of confidence. We try and remove as much as possible false positives. We do a lot of um, smarts and science and we're not really gonna get into that too much, but we, we spent a lot of effort there. And then um, once we've identified all those ramps and, and seeing those machines go um, through those ramps, we fit those operational rules. So it might be second gear when loaded, fifth gear when unloaded. Um, we take all that context about what's going on in the operations, and then we provide that feedback to operators in, a, in that positive gamified approach. 
so we got some examples of, of what this typically looks like at a, at a site. We'll um, put up a KPI dashboard um, that, that really provides um, individuals with uh, how they're going on, on each of those KPIs. One of those will be how they're going on ramps, what, what proportion of ramps are they doing well today, and um, let, them, let them work out how to improve that score. And ideally, we want to move our, our cohorts from you know, the team on the left that was just new to MaxMind over to the team that's like very mature working with MaxMind day in, day out. So, um, Joe, maybe you might want to just um, give us the example you had in, in WA in the site that you're, um, you're on right now, um, that we'd rolled out that kind of like individual feedback as much as we could, and they still, found, still had concerns about how much um, events were kind of happening, what the, what the problem was with there. Yeah, I think one of the biggest issues was just the number of um, number of people a supervisor has to manage on site. So imagine 60 or 70 direct records, um, all these different pieces of equipment running around and trying to keep track of um, non-compliances or non-conformances as a case of ramp events. Um, so what we built was a system that was actually able to notify the supervisor um, about a half hour, 45 minutes after the event or after the non-conformance or infringement, whatever you want to call it, um, happened. So that he would be able to, he or she would be able to notify the operator um, at an appropriate time during a good break or at lunch in the same shift, um, as opposed to trying to find an operator five days later and remembering the event with clarity. So that real-time urgency, I guess, was really key to them to actually be able to get that feedback to the operator that, hey, uh, today, you know, you broke a couple of random infringements. Um, want to get on top of that as soon as we can so that we don't uh, cause any um, serious incidents. That was critical to them. So that was basically what Ben's team went off and built, um, that real-time notification system, so that we can close that feedback loop to the operator and shift. Um, you got to remember, as well in mining, it's a huge turnover of um, operators. So we've got a lot of um, new operators, or greenies, so to speak. Uh, so get passed out on your truck, but you pretty much don't really have a lot of experience with these guys. So we're trying to get that experience, this feedback loop to them as soon as we can before, um, I guess, before an incident would occur with an overspeed. So I guess that's probably the very short version, but yeah. Maybe uh, Ben, you want to talk about the results yeah. like that? Yeah, no, that, that's perfect. Thanks, Joe. So, so what the supervisor would get um, straight to the you know the supervisors at mindsite.com.au. Um, they'd get an email automated, you know, within 20, 30 minutes of a of a ramp event happening, um, calling out specifically that equipment, what speed they were going, whether they were loaded, and what the ramp name was. So you got like all that specificity to go and follow up and and you know, take, take action on those exceptions. And so, um, yeah, as Joe, Joe mentioned, you know, they, they're really, you know, site was getting concerned about um, the number of severe events, like severe being, um, I think it was like five or 10, five or seven Ks over the kind of like the threshold. Um, and so they're, they're really just calling out the, the very significant kind of non-conformances. And we were all kind of blown away by the, the, the amount of change. Um, just how stark the before versus after um, kind of behavior change was like in, in business improvement, you, you rarely see 
that perfect step change and, and it's pretty amazing to kind of like see pretty much as soon as we turned on that ability, supervisors were all um, aware of how, how the system worked um, and really has made a massive difference to, to the number of severe overspeed alerts um, happening on that side. Cool, so I might just wrap up just quickly. Um, you know, we, we took you through a concrete unsolved problem and, and demonstrated how, um, you know, the factors that are required to kind of close that gap um, using ramp safety for open pits. Um, kind of gave you a bit of a recipe about how to improve safety through data um, using trusted personalized um, information, frame up those, um, those improvements as opportunities and make sure that you're closing the loop on everything you're doing there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Joe helped out uh, well to, to kind of um, demonstrate that through that real world example on um, that we had at that site in WA. So is it back to me, Ben? Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'd like to ask anyone to put any questions in the Q&A um, chat there, if you have any questions. Otherwise, we will be putting on that email later today, we'll put the contact details for Ben and Max Mine out there so you can get in contact with them. Um, and uh, yes, as I said, on the Academy, there'll be a new section for IoT. Um, and we are having a, a chat, a few webinars with um, different sort of technology because it does seem to be the way forward. Um, I think, um, Ben, we did talk briefly about how would um, a, a MIOSH integration look with MaxMine? Yeah, so um, as part of all of our functionality at MaxMine, we expose um, public APIs or APIs that our clients can hit. Um, and so what we do is um, just like that notification service, we could be um, building an integration using that API from MaxMine and to basically be ensuring that the, the control thresholds or the, the acceptable limits um, of those operational controls in, in say, a bow tie analysis um, could, be, could be maintained. And we make sure that at a management level or at a safety manager level, um, that you're able to kind of um, monitor that and make sure that um, the site's still within, um, within the kind of uh, guidance that your operational controls have set out and make sure that the traffic management plan is actually in compliance. Yeah, and I, I guess how that would look with MIOSH, if you were using a digital bow tie or critical control management, obviously, depending on how you've configured the whole process, certain if something does happen and it triggers a um, an impact on a control in MIOSH and the, the two systems have spoken to each other, then the relevant people would be immediately notified by various methods, SMS, um, email notifications. And of course that element, that control of the bow tie would then show up as having control issues. And also there's also other things that can happen. You can, it can add a non-conformance or change a status in another record or in, a, in an employee record, all sorts of things can happen. So that's how IoT is looking and um, sounds great, Ben. Um, there aren't any questions at the moment. So I will remind everyone, this will be on YouTube. Um, you can listen to a podcast, you can watch it at um, a quicker speed if you want to. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's great. Thanks for joining us, Ben and Joe. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate it. Okay. So, thanks, Joe.
All right, everyone. Bye. See ya.